0: You are now listening to the sounds of Hawaii's favorite content creator, the one and only Mikel Casanova. What is going on, everyone? It is Mikel Casanova, your host of the Casanova podcast. It has been quite some time since I have uh, done a podcast. I want to say it's been a good. Two weeks since we did the last one featuring the one and only JRPG. If you haven't already, definitely go and check out JRPG on YouTube and also on Twitter. Phenomenal YouTuber, excellent content that he puts out. And, you know, I'm really a big fan of it and I really want to thank him for being on the podcast. We have come a long way and um, I'm I'm really, really blessed to be able to say this because we've come a long way from, you know, just being... A smaller stream, you know, just because I used to just do do the podcast streams when I have guests on and when I don't have guests, I just record using Audacity. And, you know, we've come a long way from only being on YouTube to now, you know, like I've said before, we're on, you know, iTunes, we're on Google Play Music, we're on TuneIn, we're on, you know, just so many different avenues now where you can catch the podcast and I'm so grateful for the people that have been enjoying it, the audience that really likes it and downloads it, listens to it. I mean, it really touches me because, man, it's so amazing. So I just really want to thank you guys for supporting the podcast. You know, it's just something, you know, I dabbled in earlier last year and, you know, with uh, one of my former friends. And now I've really taken the head on. I've really come to enjoy being able to do this. So thank you to all the listeners. Thank you everybody that is supporting couldn't have done this without you guys but um all that being said i want to go ahead and give a big shout out and thank you to the sponsor of this podcast today and that sponsor is spectrum glasses now if you've been dealing with uh blue light and um eye strain fatigue you know insomnia then maybe you need to go and get some glasses that can help you prevent all that blue light from coming in and disrupting your bodily functions. And when I say bodily functions, I mean sleep and just your day-to-day grind. If you're working in IT, if you're a gamer, streamer, whatever. If you're in front of a computer screen all day, your phone screen, or even if you're watching TV, you need to protect your eyes. And that's where Spectrum Glasses comes in. So you know what? Go ahead, check them out today. Spectrum Glasses, feel the difference. Anyway, so since we got that out the way, let's go ahead and get into this podcast. And uh, there's a lot of things that have been going on. Um, a lot of people have been wondering where I've been at, when's the next podcast, what's going to be new. And really, it just comes down to the fact that um, I've been doing a lot of traveling lately. You know, work's been picking up. I've been uh, taking on more and more projects at work and then different partnerships and and. Stuff outside of work, you know with YouTube and with this podcast and other endeavors, I've just been really, really busy, you know, and I might add something else to my resume pretty soon, but until that happens, I'm not gonna say anything, but you know uh it's good to be back, and you know some of the things that have been going on that I really want to touch on, and um I don't want to just keep this podcast to purely being about video games and you know opinions on the industry and here and that because While I do enjoy doing stuff like that, I feel like it is very limiting and I'd want to, you know, branch out to other endeavors. Like, I want to talk about politics and policies. And, you know, since I'm an American, I live here in the United States, in Honolulu, Hawaii, I'd like to talk about stuff like that. And there's other things I'd like to talk about, you know, philosophy, you know, music. I just want to be able to have a very organic podcast where we could take any topic and just go ham on it. So that's just one of the directions I want to go with this podcast going forward. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we've got some things, uh, you know, some really, really amazing things going on here in America that I've, I really feel like a lot of people are sleeping on. You know, one of the things being the FISA memo or the FISA memo that came out last week. <clears throat> You know, and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of corruption going on. I know a lot of people know, yeah, this government, of course it's gonna be corrupt. But it's just the magnitude of the corruption that's been made publicly not, you know, noticeable. And it just you know, it's something that my friend Power Little Amy and I we talk about as well as my friend you know, Jonesy the Gent, you know, we talk about this all the time and you know, it's it's so amazing that we've got the biggest government scandal, bigger than Watergate, going on right now and the mainstream media doesn't cover it outside of Fox News. And, you know, we've got celebrities and, and and late night shows that are downplaying what's really going on. You got all this hatred towards the president. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put it forward. And this may turn off a majority of my audience. If it does, then, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm a conservative. I've... Um, come to realize that i lean towards a conservative view on things um i'm not all right or anything like that crazy about it but you know i i do believe in the family unit i do believe we need less government control and government put on our day-to-day life and you know I'm, I'm for uh certain things that um i feel that the president is doing i know it's really easy It's very common to hate on the President of the United States, Donald Trump. I'm not one to hate on him because I can objectively sit back and look at some of the things he's doing. And here's one of the things that I've noticed is when I'm talking to people or when I, you know, and a lot of people I know, if I go on Facebook, if I go on Twitter, it's really easy for me to see X amount of people hating Trump. This person hates Trump. That person hates Trump. This, this, that. He's a racist. He's a sexist. He's a bigot. He's this. He's that. But... The thing is, when I ask people to quantify that, break it down to a specific incident that can validate what it is he did or didn't do, they're not able to do that. They're pretty much set on the generalization that's or the regurgitation of what they've been hearing from either mainstream media or from what their friends will, you know, retweet or repost. And they can't individually identify a specific instance in time of what he did or said something. It's purely speculation. I mean, I know there's a whole comments about you know, supposed comments about shithole countries and a lot of people have taken to offense to that and you know, they've said things you know, just getting upset over something that he supposedly said. not Nothing that's been factually validated that he did say, but the assumption or the the justification a lot of people i i hear that i know that they say uh when i ask them to you know specify what was actually said they'll be like oh well i don't have proof that he actually said it but it's trump so he would definitely say that is if they personally know him on a you know a a relation relational basis and that's the thing that I've come to notice, and it's really rampant with my generation. You know, I'm a millennial. I was born in nineteen eighty-eight. And I'm noticing that my generation, as sad as it is to say, they they don't really take a lot of effort into learning about the world around them. It's really easy for my generation to just generalize and just say that, you know, this is this or this person's a racist. This person's this, I like this, I hate this person, blah 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 and i i it does sadden me because I think that we we have lost the sense of being able to be tolerant of those around us um of different ideas, perspectives, and that is concerning to me because you know when when did we shift to this point? I know we've always had points in history where there are people we don't agree with and because we don't agree with them. We shift towards a certain perspective or or a certain viewpoint on looking at them, but it's really scary in this day and age where we've gotten to the point where we can't be tolerant of someone who thinks differently than us. And, you know, one of the things that's really, um, really concerned me lately is a lot of the identity politics that has been going on and this and I like to call it tribal mentality of where we're trying to divide each other amongst based around what we look like you know the skin color or our origins and it's the more we're dividing the worse things are getting and it, it's really something that I, I, I'm concerned about I talk to my wife about it a lot I talk to my friends Power Little Amy and Jonesy Jan about it a lot too and I think it's unhealthy when we get to the point where you know, those of us who live in America, we're so divided as a nation and we're so intolerant of people who think differently of us. And, you know, I really see a lot of it with liberals and the left. And I'm not trying to take shots at them. I'm just, just things I've observed. There's a lot of um, intolerance that, does, it does concern me because I would think that We could be more tolerant of people who don't agree with, you know, we don't agree with or we don't share the same beliefs with and we could actually sit and have a rational debate versus, you know, everything being emotion driven. And that's the thing, you know, I'm a type of person where I can sit and talk to someone and we can have a topic and we can debate. And if we're going to debate, debate, I want to debate with facts, not emotions that I would feel but with emotion with facts and that's something that i've noticed that a lot of people can't do um case in point the whole thing with puerto rico a lot of people were mad at trump saying he you know treat people like second-class citizens this is and that um and that was a travesty of what happened to puerto rico and my heart does go out to the people there but i feel like a lot of people a lot of americans don't understand the process of government how you cannot as president, you can't just go and do whatever you want because you've got the house to consider, um, you know, the different parties, different legislative branches. You can't just go out and do what you want. And maybe he, you know, there's never been anything to say that we didn't help them because we did. We did help Puerto Rico. Um, Mainstream media shifted the narrative in a negative. And here's the thing that I've come to notice and I know President Obama is loved by a lot of people but one of the laws that he passed was for media to be able to use propaganda on the American public and it's something that a lot of people are fully unaware of and it's concerning because a lot of the things you see is propaganda for fear mongering for race baiting for you know different things that I, I just find concerning and I just wish people would take time and make the effort to research things and understand the truth take the emotion out I know it's a hard thing to do but take time and actually research things that are going on in our, in our country If you're in America listening to this, and you know, even if you're not in America, if you're in another country and there are things going on, I would like to encourage people to look at facts and research so you can come to an understanding for yourself versus you listening to a celebrity who has an agenda or are you listening to the mainstream media like CNN or MSNBC and just listening to the narrative that they push and then based off someone else's analysis and narrative, there goes your perspective on it. And I don't think it should be that way. I think we owe it to ourselves to do our own research. We should look into what's, you know, what what is... Important news to us, you know, if you're living in a country, you're living in a state, I think you should be aware of the the policies that are being pushed through, the legislators that have been legislations that are being pushed because it doesn't impact you. I see too often where there are people who have no idea of politics of government, of anything that's going on, and I can say I understand that because I was one of those people. That actually was like that myself up until recently. I want to say up until the last couple of months. And I really owe that to my friend Power Level Amy um, and Josh, you know, jo- Jonesy the Gent for helping me come to understand what's really going on. And it's just really concerning that we have so much access to information in our day and age. And we have so many people that refuse to acknowledge what's really going on you know i was called out on twitter a couple weeks ago i want to say a week and a half ago back when the, the state of the union address was done and i enjoyed the speech now you may dislike it you may you know dislike what i i'm saying you may dislike the fact that i support our president but that's the thing. That's my right to freedom of speech. That's my right to choice. You know, I choose to, I chose to enjoy the speech. I thought it was moving. My heart went out to the family that lost their daughter to MS-13, which is a very real gang that, that has been terrorized in America for a very long time. And that's why I don't understand people like MSNBC's Joy Reid or, or, you know, just saying that that's only a, a group that if you listen to or you watch Fox News, you would be aware of because they don't exist. That's the narrative that Fox News pushes. I don't understand why Joy Reid would say that when her own network has done a documentary on the gang itself. It's a very scary gang. It's one that does need to be, you know, addressed at some point. And it just... I don't understand um the lack the lack of desire, maybe it's because indoctrination um, with media um just I, I don't understand it. Uh it it's very concerning. But back to what I was saying, I enjoyed the State of the Union dress and it moved me, you know, being someone who enjoys know the the freedoms that I have living here in America I've lived in other countries Um, I'm technically from another country Um, and just being able to say that this is a great country and I can say that with confidence and I I see a lot of people that want to say it's not a great country and we're so corrupt and we need to get rid of the establishment and there's a lot of white shaming and, and trying to guilt whites that have nothing to do with what happened in the founding of this country. And the thing I find amazing is a lot of people don't seem to understand that America's not the only country that's been built upon different things. And I think the assumption that only African Americans built this country needs to stop because it's not just them there's slaves that were Irish there were you know Native American slaves there were other white slaves there were Asian slaves that slavery in and of itself I'm not excusing it it's wrong it is But it's something that at the time was commonplace everywhere. You know, I think this narrative that, you know, Africans or African Americans were just taken from their homeland of Africa and and brought here to America against their will. And I think that people need to start acknowledging the fact that Africans, well Africans, to the slave owners they did that and stop with this narrative of of victim mentality do i think there need to be reparations i think there should be something but at the same time how do you quantify that you know There's, there's just so much that has happened and if we're constantly looking to the past We're always bringing up the past. If we're always angry about the past, how can we move forward as a people? I'm not gonna say race, and one thing is, I don't believe in race. I don't believe in, you know, your different races. I think I look at it differently. I think of it as geographic or. You know, uh, regional differences, you know, ethnic differences, not races, because there's only two races. There's human, well, in my perspective, and I can be wrong. You can debate me on this if you want. I think there are only two races. I think there's human and animal on this planet. And you can say a third being nature, you know, trees and whatnot, forestry. I don't look at humans, you know, whether you're black, you're white, Asian, Hispanic, Indian, Native American, whatever. I don't look at people as different races, just different shades of one human race. And I think the more that we cling to tribalism to make ourselves be set apart by what group we belong to, I think that's a very, very dangerous route to go down. And I think we're seeing the repercussions of people being so obsessed with that. And I'm not saying that culture is not important. Culture is important. We should know about the different cultures of the different regions of the world. But I think if we get down to the point where we can't identify who we are beyond Whatever culture that we've taken on or we were raised into, I think it's a very dangerous uh, environment to be in, uh, a very dangerous mindset to be in. I think that we should embrace our individualism and let that be what sets us apart versus the assumption that because my skin color is the same as yours, that we're the same people that we think the same we all have the same experiences and I'll go into a little bit more detail about that you know part of where I grew up in memphis tennessee um grew up partially at one point very well off the other part grew up poor very poor um and it's Interesting as to how that went down because you know it was one of those situations where I grew up in this area, of Norwood, this neighborhood, Norwood in South Memphis, and a lot of people there were all doing the same thing. It was kind of like a hype mentality because you were from there, you did what everyone did, you know, monkey see, monkey do, and you know the mentality was the only way you to get out was either to be a rapper a gangbanger a drug dealer or an athlete now I'm not of the mindset that the white man kept me down no because I saw corruption from The people of the neighborhood, the people in the government there, people of color. And I never understood. And maybe it's because I'm very inquisitive. uh, And I owe a lot of that to my mother. You know, always having me read, always pushing me the dream to want more out of life. And maybe it's because I've always thought differently. I just always wondered if this was all that I could have. And I would watch TV. You know, I would see, like, you know, Party of Five and, and you know, grew up watching, you know, the, the 90s, growing up in the 90s, it was primarily about watching sitcoms. And, you know, if you watched certain shows, like I, I would watch a lot of different shows where there were, People being able to do all kinds of things and, and travel and all this, you know, watching Cooking Network and whatnot, seeing people travel different places, try different foods, and I was always like, "Why can't I do that?" And it's one of the things too, because my siblings—not my brother Nick. My brother Nick was one of my, was my best friend growing up, and uh, he always pushed me to dream and do more. But my other siblings would always say that I'm too stupid to do this. I I can't do this. I can't do that. I'll never be able to do this. I'll never you know, it was always the negative. And then in the neighborhood where I was at when I would say, Oh yeah, I wanna travel here and I wanna do this and I wanna do that you know, it's just you're too stupid. You'll never do this. That's impossible. You know, no one's made it out of here. You know, blah 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 blah, and then looking at the news at night, you're seeing 15 people murdered. This, you know, 18 people murdered, 30 people murdered in a day by a shooting or drug overdose or gang wars or something. And I just I forgot how old I was, but I was young, and I always said I just want more out of life than what I see. Around me, I want more out of life than what my mother can provide for me right now. I want more out of life than this neighborhood. And so I would push myself to just learn more, and I became a book nerd. You know, I would go to the library four times a week my mother would walk with me to the library and I would get books and I would sit there and read them and, and I would read you know history books I would read novels I would read biography books I would immerse myself in learning about the world around me and I just got to a point I remember when I turned 15, I'm like, you know, I'm ready to test out of high school and I'm gonna go to Hawaii. I want to get away from here, I want to see what the world has. And I did, I tested out of high school at the age of 15, started college at 16, and you know, really got the opportunity. To travel when, you know when I came here I've been here for well over a decade and uh, got to travel and see the world live in different countries meet people from all over and it's because I had the desire to learn about the world around me and I probably got off topic of what I was trying to say earlier but you know this is all organic conversations and I just really I really want to encourage people to get out there to dream, to experience the world around them, to stop limiting themselves because so many people limit themselves based off of where they're from, you know, where they, you know where they're from, they grew up, the people around them what they see, you can't limit yourself like that. You've got to do more. You've got to push yourself more. If you want anything, you got to be willing to, to, to just try. There's nothing wrong with trying. And so many people are so scared of failing that they just don't, they will never, they never make the effort. They rather stay in mediocrity, stay where they are, stay around what they know and complain. I know a person that complains about everything around her, government, personal life, relationships, everything. She's just perpetually unhappy, but she will not make the effort to change. And that's just something that baffles me. If you don't make the effort to change, to do differently than what you've been doing, then how will you ever know anything else? You will continue to have what you have. But a lot of people, I, I don't... This fear of failure has a lot of people paralyzed. And, you know, I've I've experienced a number of failures in my life. You know, I... It never stopped me from wanting to achieve more and maybe that's just me maybe that's the unique characteristic to me but fear there's two different things you should know the difference between fear and caution caution is a little intuition to say hey maybe you shouldn't do this you may get hurt you may have a negative effect it's there as a warning perceive a caution. Then there's fear. Fear isn't good for anyone. Fear it's a crippler. Handicaps you. And there's a lot of people walking around handicapped. A lot of people walking around ignorant of the world around them. And we live in the greatest age to be alive in a time where you can learn anything you can do anything there's opportunities abound and people are so caught up on trying to identify with a group to belong to a group to limit themselves to what the group is around them and it's just sad to see depressing it's really depressing. I actually wanted to touch on um I wanted to touch on something that uh one of my icons and idols when I work out, someone yeah. whose quotes push me every time I'm in the gym and I'm going hard and I've I've lost thirty seven pounds in two months. And I'm so proud of myself for doing that. But this is from C T Fletcher and that's one of the very quotes that motivate me and not only working out but in everything I do and CT Fletcher said if you don't have the mental capacity to be obsessed with what you're trying to get then you're never gonna get it there's so much truth in that there's so much truth in the fact that we need to push ourselves we need to be whatever it is you want to accomplish nothing's impossible you know you gotta you gotta have that desire you gotta be hungry (laughs) if you want something you gotta like case in point when I was at the gym the other day this guy asked me what my goal was he saw me working out and he comes up to me when I'm sitting down in the gym I'm just trying to recover, I'm worn out and a guy says to me what's your goal man? I see you working hard I'm Like my goal is 100 pounds I'm gonna lose 100 pounds what? 100 pounds? That's, that's crazy! who's gonna lose 100 pounds? I'm like, I am I'm gonna lose 100 pounds but that's impossible why is that impossible? because that's a lot of weight and many people have lost that weight what's impossible about it and so he goes on to say oh well i've lost like twenty-something pounds and and i think i plateau i don't think i'm gonna lose any more weight i said okay you probably won't he said oh man don't be a buzzkill i'm like how am i being a buzzkill i'm simply Reiterating what you said. You don't believe you'll lose any you more weight. I'm agreeing with you. He, he said but but that's not motivating me to to lose weight. So why should that be my job to motivate you? You don't even believe in it. So if you don't believe in it, why should I believe in it? You won't lose weight because you don't believe you can. Which means if you have the foregoing thought to believe that you will not lose weight, that same thought will be pushed onto everything that you do because you don't believe you will accomplish X, Y, and Z you won't push yourself to accomplish X, Y, and Z as you think so are you and you think you cannot therefore you're correct you can't I said I go 100% everything I do and say I believe it I envision it I obsess over it. I've lost 37 pounds. My goal is 100. Subtract 37 pounds from that. And I'm still I'm getting closer and closer to that goal. I said but you know what? I wish the best for you. I just hope that you don't go into life with anything else with the, this defeated mentality that you can't do something. That's victim mentality. So I walked away. <clears throat> you know, and that's, it goes back to the quote from C.T. Fletcher. If you can't be obsessed about something, if you can't believe it, if everything in your being can't be in alignment with it, you'll never accomplish it. And so many, they just They don't try. And it's sad. It's a sad thing to see. So much lost potential, wasted potential. People that can do amazing things, and the one thing that limits them is their own selves, their minds, their poor mindset. And so many people that are in victim mentality, victim mode, and I don't understand it. I don't. I just don't. But. getting back to my other topic where I know somewhere in this podcast I completely sidestepped what I was talking about as far as the State of the Union thing. So, I watched the State of the Union. I was very moved by it. I enjoyed it very much. And, uh, one of the things that it made me feel good about was about the country, about the leadership of it. And I know that's unpopular opinion. And if you just like, hey, you don't want to watch the, you don't want to watch my YouTube videos, if you don't want to listen to my podcast anymore, it's fine. I support Trump. You don't like it, hey, that's your prerogative. I'm not gonna be mad at you. That's just my choice. But I felt really patriotic from that speech it It touched me and it brought some tears to my eyes, and I made a comment on youtube on not not on YouTube on Twitter where I talked about how I love this country, I love being an American, and I support. president I support our troops and I gotta this guy tried to attack me by saying I'm being a fault you know it's false patriotism on my end and all this other stuff and he wanted to call me out and the funny thing is and it's still on Twitter if you guys want to watch it this whole exchange but the whole exchange with this guy he was really pulling a lot of things out of his ass to try and put me down, to belittle my thoughts and my feelings. And I was as polite to him as possible. I didn't attack him. Uh, a lot of things he would say, like his whole thought, and this is going back to what I, what scares me about our society, our, this generation is here, this socialist mindset. That because the the majority says something that it's right that we go along with it that because the majority or the public minority have you know the vocal minority <laughs> says something you have to agree with it and if you don't go along with what's popular opinion you're wrong you're the enemy that's a very scary mindset it's not open-minded it's not level-headed it doesn't accomplish anything. It shows how close minded. I don't understand how we can live in a society where we have so much information, so much knowledge floating around, and we're closed minded and ignorant by choice. You know? So this individual continue to attack me over and over and over. I continue to hold my ground, be nice, understanding that he. Doesn't like Trump. He doesn't agree with the policies, and he feels that certain things that Trump said, he took them beyond what Trump actually said to a whole another extreme. And that's another thing I, I don't understand is extremism in this country. You know, it's a lot of people take things to a very, very extreme really quickly it goes 0 to 100 real quick. And I don't, I don't understand why. It's just very odd. So I hood, I stood my ground. The guys like, "Oh, you only feel pa- You got false patriotism and blah blah blah." blah Cuz you're a Republican, blah blah blah. And I'm like, "No, dude, I I love this country. I've lived elsewhere. That's one thing that I know. There's a lot of people that are very critical of the way I think and my beliefs when I do opt to share them. That's very rare when I opt to share my beliefs and my viewpoint. Um, This really comes from people who have never traveled, who have never really experienced any differences or different experiences or life experiences outside of where they're from it's really unfortunate you know. I've had the luxury of traveling living different places like I said earlier and I'm very tolerant of people I'm very open-minded of those who think differently to me and I can agree to disagree on things and I can appreciate and respect other people's opinions and that's something that is just not there with a lot of people it's scary you know and we've gotten to a point where freedom of speech is being silenced. You know, all the stuff that's going on, you know, the, the Me Too movement, uh, which is, that's it's really a questionable movement because now you've got a lot of women that are, you know, that's a whole other topic. I'm not going to go into that topic on this podcast, but I think there's a whole lot more that people need to look into when it comes to Me Too. Um, I think there are women who really do need to come out about things that have happened to them, and I support that. And like anything else, I think there are people that are very opportunistic to take advantage of those people and the movement, the cause, to further their own agenda. And I think that's a very unfortunate thing. But yeah, that um, the 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 move to censorship that this country has been headed into the tribalistic mentality. I mean, honestly, under Barack Obama, we've really gotten to a point where our nation is just so divided. Race tensions have come to a head. And it's just so interesting to me, like you know, especially when I look at the Colin Kaepernick situation, where there are people like him who claim that they are oppressed and they are multimillionaires, and they'll still kneel for a cause that they claim that they believe in, and for people they say are oppressed and they that have no opportunities to achieve or do anything. But these same people, these same celebrities, these same athletes won't do a damn thing to help the neighborhoods of the poor. They'll talk about it, but they won't be about it. But no one wants to call them on that. There are some that do, Roman Millennial is one, you know, Black Pigeon Speaks is another, Ben Shapiro is another, and I respect the hell out of all three of them. And they call them on their bullshit and they should and because you call somebody on their bullshit that doesn't make you racist and just some people hate being pointed out for the hypocrites that they are so it's uh it's it's really interesting you know I just I don't know I don't, uh, we, we definitely live in a very interesting age Whew. I almost was about to go into talking about George Soros but I think I'll save that for another another podcast and I'll save that for podcasts with Uh, More than likely, Jonesy the Gent. But anyway, people, please start thinking for yourself. Don't let other people think for you. Learn about the world around you, the world that you live in, the neighborhood that you live in. Be educated. Be informed. Because the worst thing is to be someone who's standing for something and not realizing what you're standing for that's regurgitating things because everyone else is and that's I'm actually going to quote my dad my dad always said this growing up you know while I was growing up it's a funny thing that I'm recording this podcast on his birthday happy 67th birthday to my dad and my mom too her birthday was two days ago (laughs) but my dad would always say "And all you're getting Get understanding, and that's my encouraging words to you guys listening. And all you're getting, please get some understanding. You know, but yeah, that is it for this episode of the Casanova podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm Michael Casanova, so I will catch you on the next one.